0: Hey everyone, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays! We've just finished another batch of exciting and inspiring conversations. So here's a recap for you with some highlights of their episodes. If you haven't seen or listened to these uh, episodes yet, this is the sign for you to do so. So, uh, Sar Sartaiag started us off with the roles physical therapists play in hospice care. In PTMail Live and Dan with Fretchy Garcia-Blair, and Maria Conti Aguila, Ben Aguila shared horror stories by colleagues regarding employers or recruiters' dark schemes. Eric and Anthony Galvez, a PT and brain tumor survivor, shared lessons he learned as a patient uh, that his fellow PTs can learn from as well as some advice to fellow brain tumor thrivers. Next, Marvin Zotomayor answered when he was ready to talk about or go about coping failing in some courses in physical therapy school. Lastly, Lisa Carlton, another PT-turned-patient story, shared with family members or shared what family members and caregivers do in providing awesome care to their loved ones or patients with dementia. Indeed, this batch of um, guests provided us firsthand experiences and unique perspectives coming from people who actually face adversities in their life and showed us that we're not alone and that we can prevail and succeed. Now, here they are again. Um, speaking of physical therapy, um, with hospice service, what is the role of physical therapists? You mentioned earlier that we have uh, a vital role in
1: in this uh, care as well. So. Um, Actually, uh, the the physical therapists are a very valuable mm-hmm. um, part, part of the team. If, mm-hmm. if hospice agencies would uh, recognize the value of what we do. Okay. so And especially when it comes to symptom control or comfort control. So when it comes to symptom control or comfort control, like when it comes to uh, management of pain, there's a lot of non-pharmacologic ways that physical therapists can do like um, let's soft my foster release, uh, soft tissue, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. massage, you know, uh, it can also be, uh, modalities. I know, you know, in the PT world, you know, modalities are not really the thing now, but, you know, for hospice patients that is going through a lot of, um, uh, let's assume nerve pain or cancer pain and all that, um, let's assume, um, a tense unit can actually provide some type of, uh, of uh, pain relief. And also we can, um, like what you said, when it comes to um, uh, durable medical equipment or let's say uh, consultation for a brace or, you know, things like that, we can also be very, very valuable for that. You know, just imagine a patient with um, post-stroke, for example, maybe a splint or a brace can help, especially for a, um, a flaccid painful arm, for example, positioning to prevent a uh, pressure source, you know, lessening uh, pain, preventing contractures, helping the patient breathe a little better, you know, or something mm. like that. We can be very, very valuable on that aspect. You know, as simple as energy conservation, um, setting up the room, setting up the home. You know, there are patients that need to walk right? At least uh, maintain their, their function. If they get extremely short of breath, for example, there is uh, what says a metastasis in the, in the lungs. So minimal uh, exertion causes a shortness of breath. We can, we can set up the home where, you know, there can be a chair every 10 feet or something like that until they get to their, uh, kitchen and so on and so forth. And you know, energy conservation technique is also uh, very important. And also gate training, transfer, safety instructions, um, teaching the caregiver how to properly position patients, you know uh, teaching patients, I uh, teaching caregivers how to uh, you know do the home exercise for help the patients uh, do home help, home exercise program. Edema mm-hmm. management, for example, is a breast cancer patient where you know the arm is uh, very, very swollen, um, and it's causing a lot of a lot of pain. Edema management can also be part of it. Mm-hmm. So, equipment recommendations as well. You know, uh, like what we were talking about, modification of the placement of the bed. Uh, the wheelchair during transfers, the uh, shower chair and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. You know, these are the things that uh, a PT can actually help the, the patients and the families with. So yeah. we have that direct patient care at the same time, the educator uh, trainer role, especially mm-hmm. when we teach the patients and the and the family members. You know, so the, the thing there is um sometimes we forget that there are certain patients that their mobility or the 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 ability to move especially those ones that have always been very independent creates that uh, sense of self so mm-hmm. if they're just you know on their deathbed being able to get out of the bed walk do certain things for themselves you know restores that sense of self for for a lot of a lot of patients and that is a uh, I would say some kind of uh comfort care mm-hmm. if if you ask.
2: Sabi sa akin nung tao, ang horror story niya in siya ng Filipino recruiter. Right? Pagdating dito, hindi pa rin maayos yung bayad. Pero ang binabanta nung recruiter is kapag hindi ka sumunod, hindi mo madadalay yung asawa at anak mo.
0: Madalas kayo tama.
2: Okay. Right? Ang tindemen, men. So talagang minsan pala, kumari, syempre, bagong graduate ka na Pinoy, or, you know, economic opportunities very hard in Philippines, papayag ka na na magisa, lang mag-isa, pero pwede pala kayong lahat. Pero kasi kung ako sa na employer, pwede mong gamitin na leverage yun eh. Imagine mo yun? Pag hindi ka sumulod sa akin, hindi mo makikita anak mo, lumalaki hindi mm-hmm. like, talagang mm-hmm. um, mind blowing yung mga nariri niko and and for, and really and johan will attest to this um maraming ginutong kwento pero you have to understand going through the process when i went through my process it's legitimate trauma yeah no mm-hmm. i think nagkaroon ako ng obesity nagkaroon ako ng depression nagkaroon ako ng deep seated anger na for the longest time kons sabi hindi ko ma place ko saan Kasi dun sa ginawa sa akin ng employer ko. And when you feel that way, kapag may nangyari sa'yo, maraming kababayan, hindi na instinct ikwento. Kasi pag kinawento mo yun, parang mga akoin na parang ako, naloko ako, mm-hmm. o naisahan ako. Which yeah. is for the delight of the employers because that's more money. Kasi hindi mo na mga warningan a n iba. So this is my invitation sa lahat ng mga parang baka naloko, and hopefully, wala lang sa inyo, Pero just in case maloko kayo, ang pwede nyo gawin na walang pwede kayong parusahan, sabi nyo yung informal networks nyo. And and I, I told Johan this, and I'm going to tell you people, Google knows everything. Google knows everything. Lahat ng mga law dockets ng Amerika, mag-google nyo. So pag may nag-ahire sa inyo, meron totoong pangalan yan, i-google nyo, Office of the Attorney General, Recruiter XY or uh Recruiter XY Department of Labor Violation. Malalaman yun. So I'll segue yung aking kwento na Johan Navarro. No habang hindi sure. early 2000s, no less than 2 or 3 of my friends was pinahirapan ng isang certain recruiter sa northeast, right? Ngayon, para kasuhan ka ng government, hindi sila basta-basta gagalaw. Normally, mas malamang gagalaw sila pag sobrang baho na ng ginawa mo at sobrang dali mo i-prosecute. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Kasi syempre, hindi na interesado ang attorney general na matalo sila. right They need like strong evidence. Mm-hmm. May isang company na nahule na 3 million dollars ng back wages was due to 156 workers. Doon pala magugugulan ako sino 'yon eh. <laughs> Anyways, ang nangyari is nangyari to nahuli sila nung sinundan ko yung court case docket, nagsettle. So by the letter of the law, wala nangyari, right? Kasi parang siya wala kang inamin, right? Oh.
3: Pero ito
2: yung magic, ito yung plot twist. Like sarado yung nakasuhan na company nagbukas ulit naga-advertise ngayon sa Filipino PT
0: uh, On a different name <laughs> under a different oh, name yeah.
2: oh, goodness ang galing yeah.
0: uh, what, what what lesson uh, have you learned that you know other physical therapists can uh, learn from as well
3: well you know first off i, I think that you know in, you got to remember that the patients that you meet and the patients that you're, uh, that you're working with are, are humans. And mm-hmm. you got to realize that, especially when they're being, when they're being kind of uh, di- <laughs> disagreeable, mm-hmm. you know, so there, there's definitely a reason why they're di- being difficult or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, that's the main thing. You got to just remember that there's a human side to the, the patient. Mm-hmm. and you just got to remember that like you know there the, there's always a way like uh, one of the things that they really harped on us in our uh, physical therapy school was you know functional goals mm-hmm. and i think occupational therapy does a great job of this but you know find out what your find out what your patient really wants to do and mm-hmm. what the, what their what their goals are and you know just uh, apply that to whatever your whatever exercises or walk walking goals that you have. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I, th- I think I, I enjoyed physical therapy the most was being creative. Uh-huh. You know, use that create creativity to you know make make your sessions more enjoyable for both the patient and for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that
0: the I just added motivation yeah. in in that in the session. Uh, You mentioned about like looking at the the human side of of patients when you were in, in, in in therapy, have you had that experience of, you know, Oh, this is what my patient was talking about. You know, when, when you're doing the the PT for them, have you had that like
3: aha moment or epiphany? Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that, like I like to think that I wasn't a difficult patient, uh-huh. but you know, looking back on things, I think I might have been, uh-huh. just because like I knew the therapist very well and I knew the the procedures in the hospital. Uh-huh. So I I used to like to give everyone a hard time. <laughs> I would pretend to fall and uh-huh. whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm kind of a goofball. So like I like to joke around, but uh-huh. um yeah, like I I, I think you know. I don't think that people didn't like working with me, but <laughs> I, I think it could have been difficult <laughs> Yeah, some time. Oh well that's that worked with me though. Uh, were you working with your former uh coworkers? Yeah. Oh, okay. These are the people I used to go to lunch with. Uh-huh. These are the people I used to go to happy hours with. So uh-huh. you
4: know, uh-huh. there
3: there is definitely a relationship before, you know, before the actual that I have it. Uh-huh. patient relationship. So uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely a strange situation.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, what what do you want to share with any brain tumor survivors that might be listening to
3: our episode today? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I I think if you really want to do something, you just have to be creative. Mm-hmm. Like I think, and anything is still possible. It's just you know it might not be exactly the way that you think it's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. I really think. If you really want to do something, you know, th- there is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you have to figure it out. And that, that, that's always been the fun part for me. Mm-hmm. I, I always love solving puzzles.
0: Mm-hmm. When did you reach that point that I am okay? I wow. can talk about this. I'm ready to move forward from it. I won't let this hold me back. I won't let this dictate what I put out in the work.
5: More on, no, no. no? Yung question mo, Kuya, is more on how do we go about that mm-hmm. situation, no? For me, it's... Yung sinabi mo, Kuya, yung conversation nyo yun ng student, mm-hmm. actually, yun is a good That we should also talk with about it. Mm-hmm. No? this yun yung yun yung naging way ko to cope up with um what i went through and i don't want to be the toxic positivity person mm-hmm. <laughs> for those who are struggling because okay. mahirap yung... i mean hindi tayo pare-parehas ng pinagdadaanan uh-huh. but the mere fact na um may tao na hindi straightforward success mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could have been uh, a eh, could also shed light no mm-hmm. to people going through darkness mm-hmm. no? um it is through conversations mm-hmm. that we get to be with one another it is through conversations that we get to appreciate each other it is through conversations that we get to appreciate life
2: True. I agree. yeah
5: Say, I, I mean, if the, if the, we're talking about
0: it and making it normal, uh, it's not as a big thing as being, you know, hiding it and being ashamed of it. And we're not like in your face now. Oh, well, I failed and
2: look
0: at me mm. now. But I feel that having, you know, students know that there are people who have experienced the same thing as. They are experiencing similar to you know what they're experiencing they can have that um hope
3: mm-hmm.
0: and and see that there it you know it's it's not the end of everything it's not something that you know you can you can dwell on it now but see that there are people who have been through that mm-hmm. and it's okay and you're mm. not alone. Yun yun, mm. yun, yun yun lang, okay na eh.
5: Ayan kuya, no? Yung sinabi mo kanina na nakakahiya yun. Kasi actually, totoo yan, no? That's a common thing that I get to also reflect on with my students and previous students na pag nakipag, ah, pag, pag, nakapag, ah, pag sinabi mo yun sa ibang tao, nakakahiya, m- maging vulnerable sa ibang tao. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Where in fact, it is through that that we get to appreciate. Eh parang gum- nakakapagpagaan siya ng loob no in general. Kasi ang hirap kung papasanin mo siya ng ikaw lang, mm-hmm. no? It's really uh it's 'yon. It's mm-hmm. it's a heavy burden mm-hmm. uh, on my end. Talagang ano no, yung unang kumbagsak dito lang taki pag-usab sa ibang tao mm-hmm. na ano na within the realm of ano within the industry or within ano yeah magano kasi parang feeling ko nakakahiya. Mm-hmm. then even on my second ano failure um, sabi ko parang um, hindi ko na gawin ulit yon pero pag-igihang ko na ngayon yun yung um, naramdaman ko baktin so it's really up to us mm-hmm. no and how the culture and, or how will the how are we going to make sure that the culture won't eat us up uh, won't eat us kasi kung tek, uh, kasi kung isipin nating maigi no um nasa sa atin din ang solusyon
2: mm-hmm.
5: regard kung paano yon mm-hmm. no uh, nasa sa atin pa rin ang solusyon. Uh, kung paano tayo pinalaki or hinulma ng, ng society na kinabibilangan natin, baka ganun din yung maging rason. Eh, yun din yung ano, yun din yung maging um, solution mo to your dilemma. Pero kung magiging objective ka at kung ganun ka gamay sarili mo, you would know. You really would know
0: in the Philippines, people or patients need to be referred by a physician, first a primary care practitioner, um, and that uh, pose some struggles and barriers, problems for our patients. Uh, one of those is cost and the second is access. So anyway, let's probably start with what I prepared here. So. Uh, The APTA, the American Physical Therapy Association, uh, has released a position on uh, primary care physical therapy. They said that physical therapists make unique contributions as individuals or members of the primary care teams and are entry point providers in the healthcare system. Physical therapists provide a broad range of services to optimize movement, including screening, examination, Evaluation, diagnosis, prognosis, intervention, coordination of care, prevention, wellness, and fitness, and when indicated, referral to other providers. With with this definition, ng American Physical Therapy Association. To to my colleagues in the Philippines, it's something that we also do and believe that we do in in there as physical therapists, right? So we screen, we examine, we evaluate, we have our physical therapy diagnosis, we provide some prognosis on the conditions, we provide intervention, and we coordinate care with the patient. We are part of the, you know, prevention spectrum, you know, primary prevention, secondary, tertiary, and we can also provide wellness and fitness um, interventions, and we can also say that, you know, the patient may need some um, referral to other specialties. So, yung, 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 yung position ng APTA can also be, you know, reflect what us Filipino physical therapists in the Philippines have been, you know, talking about since, you know, since matagal na. Um so this study by Charles was uh became popular f- in social media um when when it was uh released. Sorry, maybe... uh, so I mean so yung I don't know yung study ni childs, it was in two thousand five they examined the knowledge of um physicians as well as physical therapists in managing musculoskeletal conditions so aside you know excluding the physicians who are trained in orthopedics let me try to maximize that for everyone so aside from this physicians who are practicing orthopedics Physical therapists demonstrated more knowledge than other physicians in uh, in the study. No?
4: because in part of my teaching, because I do um, community service and I teach to to the communities, and one of 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 my presentation is about understanding the brain with dementia. The, the executive part of the brain, the frontal lobe, the temporal lobe, we we'll learned that in physical therapy school, right? And they are responsible for a higher level thinking skills. Mm-hmm. That's you know um, problem solving, decision making, and uh, safety judgment. Now the limbic system is the memory and emotion centers of the brain, mm-hmm. and and that's the brain that is spared. Mm-hmm. In in the loved one with Alzheimer's and dementia. That's why you mentioned about music therapy is good mm-hmm. because we're stimulating that emotion brain. Mm-hmm. And, and and taking them so if they're frustrated, they're agitated. I have an example like working in a memory care unit in an in an assisted living facility. You know how they're in a, a jerry chair or wheelchair, nonverbal, no kidding you how many times my hair was pulled and grabbed mm-hmm. yep and then holding me tight cuz you know those are the reflexes right and and i teach the staff you don't yank your hand cuz the more that they will grip and hold and that's my um my teaching with them is use music therapy or touch therapy so when they're grabbing you do a gentle stroke and I'm not a singer, but I love to sing. I would hum, hum mm-hmm. with, you know, hum a song with them because I'm stimulating the limbic system. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that will make them relax and let go. So mm-hmm. staff are seeing it, it's it's working. Uh the later stage of dementia with the patients in a wheelchair, it's a struggle to transfer them from the wheelchair to bed bedtime,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And
4: and 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 music therapy touch is, is, are, are very effective, uh, because you're building trust. Like right. you said, if, if they don't know you, I mean the developmental age comparison of the brain, moderate stage of dementia, they think like toddlers. Mm-hmm. If I don't know you, you're not familiar. I don't trust you. Exactly. Right. And there's fear, like who is this person? So, um, providing the positive approaches using touch therapy music um stimulating that emotion brain mm-hmm. uh, they tend to loosen up and build mm-hmm. up that, that trust
0: true yeah
4: mm-hmm.
0: it really has to the the caregivers really need to make an effort to be somewhat of a safe space for the for, for the patient the patient feels. What you feel. You know, if they feel that you're somewhat of a threat, that you're upset, mm-hmm. then they'll be upset and they'll be fearful, fearful and guarded. So um, more of my approach back then, and even with my grandfather, when she experienced that, is shower him with care and and trying to bring back, you know, memories of happy times when we were, you know, back when we were younger, when she was younger and when I was younger, to elicit that, oh, I am your grandson, I am this, we did this, we we, we were close. So that, he, that we can build some trust, he would listen to me, he would follow my instructions. But if introducing a caregiver that doesn't really exude an, an effort to care, then the 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 patient would really sense that it, it's going to be hard for a caregiver to approach a, a patient with dementia if the the care isn't really there and it's not authentic
3: and if you